in this evening hour with the help of the Lord. We wish to ask your attention for our text words, which you can find in Matthew 4, the verses 13 through 16. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast in the borders of Zebulun and Naphtalim, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Nephthalim, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. Our text words speak of Christ leaving Nazareth, coming to Capernaum in Galilee. Uh, three thoughts. First, the privileged place which Christ left. Secondly, the dark place where Christ went. And thirdly, the glorious light which Christ brought. Christ leaving Nazareth, coming to Capernaum in Galilee, the privileged place which Christ left, the dark place where Christ went, and the glorious light which Christ brought. Thus first, the privileged place which Christ left. Beloved hears every step that the Lord Jesus Christ has taken upon the earth that was in the first place for the glory of his Father, and in the second place uh, for the saving of his church. Uh, to that end, his act of obedience, he has kept the law perfectly, and that perfect obedience is imputed to his church. His passive obedience, where he has suffered and died, satisfied his Father's justice, the price has been paid. I read of the Lord Jesus Christ when he was 12 years old, when his parents have found him in the temple, and then we read in Luke 2, verse 49, Wished ye not that I may, might be in my father's business, O congregation, in that father's business, there lies such a room for us and our dear children uh, to be saved but it needs to be experienced. <clears throat> we have sung together from Psalter 240, and are there a few souls that understand it, what it is to dwell in darkness day and night? I have cried unto thee, 
because the church learns that from their side <clears throat> it is forever impossible and there can be those voices that say it is best that you give it up can even be as with the Thomas oh, we live in a day that there are people that can always believe but we are afraid it is only in the mind but the Lord has a people upon the earth <clears throat> that learn that he must be administered to from above and they learn the necessity and the preciousness of the threefold office of Christ as prophet to instruct, as priest to atone, to pray and to thank, and as king to reign over them. And now in this chapter, in the context, oh, John the Baptist, his labors were but short, also such a mysterious way, fruit upon his labors, and then to be put in prison, and then the message of John the Baptist in Matthew 3, verse 2, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And the same message we have heard it in Matthew 4, verse 17, and I read in Mark 1, verse 15, uh, that it was the call to repent and to believe. <clears throat> in the first 11 verses of this chapter, then after Christ was baptized, he was tempted of the devil, but in Christ, as the greater David, boys and girls, you know it, that David in the beginning, uh, that he has fought with that great giant Goliath, and then he has said in 1 Samuel 17, verse 45, Thou comest unto me, with a spear, with a sword, and with a shield. But I come unto thee in the name of the Lord, the armies of the God of Israel, whom thou hast defied in boys and girls. How has David now killed thy giant with a sling, with a stone? And so in the beginning of this chapter, then Satan then Christ has defeated the devil with the sling, with the stones of his holy word. Then three times it is written, three times we find that he has said it is written. And now between that temptation and our text words, then much has transpired from John 1, verse 19 through 4, verse 42. And then in John 1, then after the temptation, then Christ has come to the river Jordan. And then John, oh, what a precious message for poor, for guilty sinners that have a heavily high debt, that can never pay it, where their debt is only increasing. Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And then we read further in that chapter that a few disciples have been called in John 2, the marriage in Cana of Galilee. He is one to Jerusalem. He has cleansed the temple. And then in John 3, the meeting with Nicodemus and those profound words, 
Let us remember them may that need be bound upon the heart, except a man is born again. He cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Congregation, have you now been born again? Has the Lord begun that good work? Have we been turned around? Have we become new creatures in Christ Jesus? As I read in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, and that all things are passed away. And then Jesus was given to point to the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And then in chapter 4, the Samaritan woman. John 4, verse 4. He must needs go through Samaria. And why, congregation? Oh, what a blessing. When there is that holy needs be. Sinners lying under the seal of election that must be wrought upon but also when there are souls for whom Psalter 240 is not a strange language, that they stand in need of instruction and of comfort. And now we read in our text words, and leaving Nazareth, Oh, then we must say, poor, unhappy Nazareth, the place where Jesus has spent the first 30 years. What an example has spoken. It is not all written in the Scriptures, but what a privileged place. And then what solemn words and leaving Nazareth. There are places upon the earth where the Lord has worked so richly and so abundantly. Many people of God Think of the seven churches of Asia Minor, and they tell us today, and of course, the Lord knoweth them who are his, here in a dwelling and there, yet a few souls that truly feared the Lord but they tell us the churches have departed from the truth. Poor, unhappy Nazareth, when is it congregation? When the Lord usually, it is gradually, step by step, Ezekiel 9 and 10, prophet was given to see that the Lord stood on the threshold to depart. Oh, it is a poor, unhappy Nazareth when God's word has less and less authority. Also in the family circles, word is not, thus saith the Lord, but I feel or I think thus, poor unhappy Nazareth, when the Lord's mercies are abused, that with the Lord's blessing, how is a congregation? Lord grants so much compared to most of the people upon the earth. There are trials and difficulties, 
may ask you where of all the blessings and the prosperity brought us? Have they brought us closer to God's Word, or have we departed further? Paul has written to the Romans in Romans 2 verse 4, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of the Lord leadeth thee to repentance. There's a poor, unhappy Nazareth when the means of grace are despised, when we forsake the assembling of ourselves together as commanded in Hebrews 10, verse 25, tis a poor, unhappy Nazareth when common grace is removed, when the love of many waxes cold, tis a poor, unhappy Nazareth when there are not so many true conversions, and when the further leadings are so missed, tis a poor, unhappy Nazareth, when God's people backslide, as we read in the seven churches of Asia Minor, and concerning the Lord leaving a place we could speak personally. Maybe there is a Nazareth in my midst. The Lord has a people upon the earth when they may experience his goodness, his love, his leadings, receive a blessing in God's house, when they may glean on the fields of Boas, then they are so happy, may have a hope that the Lord knows of them. But when it becomes so still and so quiet, then there can be souls that are filled with great fear that it was perhaps only a temporary faith and not the saving work. Oh, then there are those times that they are given to tell the Lord, Lord, cannot miss thee. Tis so terrible to live and to die without thee. And if it is still all wrong, well, I'll now begin in this evening because I need to be converted as thou hast converted all thy people. I need to receive the pardoning of my sins. <clears throat> Andrew Gray, a godly Scottish minister, did not become so old early ripe for heaven, died before his 23rd birthday. And when you read his sermons, what a deep experience, a close life, was on the right school, the school of King Jesus. Then he has written that upon the land that there would come a time that there would be six silent matters. In the first place, then he has spoken of a silent word, that it would not bear so much fruit. A silent law would not convict 
not be a schoolmaster to lead to Christ, a time when there would be silent blessings, that the blessings would not humble, would be so little thanks, return to the Lord. In the fourth place, a silent rod. The Lord would send troubles, afflictions, and trials. But we read in Micah 6, verse 9, Hear ye the rod, and who hath appointed it, that it would not be profitable, a silent conscience and a silent God. Our poor country of Canada, and we are part, we are inhabitants of this country. How the Lord has blessed us. It is true, not as richly as the United States of America. When we think of the Pilgrim Fathers who have come in 1620, when we think of the great revivals, 1734, 1740, do you know what Jonathan Edwards has written in that time? Also concerning the youth, He has stated it was not difficult to get the people to come to church, put everything aside. But oftentimes the difficulty after the evening service also concerning the youth to get them to go home because they had soul troubles and many questions the Lord has wrought so wonderfully. We think of the Second Awakening in the mid-1800s, also in Canada. We think of the city of Toronto, John Patton. It's a nice book, young people, to read. His missionary labors, how they were blessed. And then he has traveled around the world telling about his missionary labors, needed the money for a ship. And then he has written in his book that in the 1900, the year 1900, he has come to the city of Toronto and he has not seen a city in the world where the Sabbath was kept so strict, not forced, but that they all went to church. Timothy Eaton, sometimes seen as the founder of the department stores, then in his big stores, Saturday afternoon at five o'clock, all the blinds came down that no one could look in the window to see what was for sale. Also in that second awakening, the Lord has wrought wonderfully. Also on the prairies, fathers and mothers, children, tis the winter time. Read the wonderful works of the Lord. Then also on the prairie provinces, the Lord has blessed his word among the Indians, that there were Indians in their broken language, that they could tell how the Lord has found them, how the Lord has convicted them, how they became the lost sinner, but also the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. 
and how far we have departed. I read in Hosea 9, verse 12, Woe unto them when they have departed from them, congregation. The Lord is long-suffering, but that long-suffering shall come to an end over the world, the land of Israel, country of Ukraine, wars, many other countries' persecution, other places' hunger, sickness, and yet the Lord granted so many blessings. Lord has spoken with the COVID, and according to Psalm 76, verse 8, the earth lieth still, and people, where has it brought us? Do we resemble unhappy Nazareth, poor Nazareth, that the Lord is departing more and more. The footsteps of King Jesus are being heard, but who perceives it and who comes in the guilt in the inner chamber? Who is concerned? And now concerning our country, we are inhabitants. National sins bring national guilt and requires national judgments. Oh, what shall it be when the long-suffering of the Lord cometh to an end? And what solemn words in 1 Peter 4, verse 17, that the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. Must we not all be ashamed? Read the autobiographies of former times. What wrestlers, what prayers were sent up to the Almighty God, the church, the salt and the light of the earth. And of course, we must remember, young people do not want to make you too discouraged. Lord is still gathering the church. That work shall continue, how dark it shall be. Oh, may you be given to remember your Creator, the days of your youth, the service of the Lord is such a good service. But the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And now, in our text, we would think after the first three words, and leaving Nazareth, that we would re read of profound things, that we would read of boys and girls, young people, fathers and mothers, that they would have followed Jesus and that they would have begged whether he would stay a little longer, preach law and gospel unto them, pray for them, that he would be turned, that he would be converted. Our second thought the dark place where Christ went. Christ leaving Nazareth and coming to Capernaum and Galilee, the privileged place which Christ left 
And now secondly, that dark place where Christ went. And he came and dwelt in Capernaum. That would be the place, the town, where the Lord would preach much and where many miracles would be performed. And for Capernaum, the privilege when Christ comes to a place, uh, then such a place can never remain the same. As uh, so it is also in this evening, our congregation, uh, that you have entered the church doors. And then maybe many times you think, I leave the same. But I read in 2 Corinthians 2, the verses 15 and 16, either a savor of life unto life or a savor of death unto death. And why did the Lord now go uh, to Capernaum, which, which is upon the seacoast in the borders of Zebulun and Naphtalim, uh, that in the first place, because it is written in our text uh, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, uh, that is encouraging, what an encouragement that is uh, for awaiting people. The promises are yea and amen in Christ Jesus, and they shall all be fulfilled. Then in the second place, the sovereignty of the Lord, because in that northern portion and in Capernaum, there were souls that have been elected by the Father from eternity, uh, for whom Christ has come to shed his precious blood, to redeem and deliver them. And the Lord gathers that chosen church by word and by spirit. And then it is important to always remember at Deuteronomy 29, verse 29, the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the revealed things to us and our children that we may remember his commandments to do them. And the Lord, we have heard it, the revealed will repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mark 1 verse 15, repent and believe no, does not say in the Bible that a dead sinner is able, but now in that covenant of grace, and then Christ has merited for his church what he demands, and they are given to become seekers, all oh, young and old. Have you now begun to seek the Lord in truth and sincerity? Have you learned to weep about your sins? Have you learned something of that darkness? Because that is declared in our text words. And when it speaks of the tribe of Zebulun and Naphtali, uh, then Zebulun was the sixth son of Leah and the tenth of Jacob. And we read that Father Jacob has said in Genesis 49, verse 13, a Zebulun shall dwell at the haven of the sea, and he shall be a haven for ships. Naphtali was the sixth of Jacob and the second of Bilhah, the maid of Rachel. And concerning the blessing of Naphtali 
and Genesis 49, verse 21, Naphtali is a hind let loose, he giveth goodly words, and Moses in his blessing, in Deuteronomy 33, verse 23, O Naphtali, satisfied with favor, and full of, with the, of the blessing, possess thou the west and the south. Thus those two tribes, <coughs> they have lived toward the north of the country. They were separated by a great distance from Jerusalem, where the temple was. And after there has come a separation, then the ten tribes under Jeroboam, another religion, tried to keep the people that they would not go to Jerusalem. Then they have built a golden calf in Bethel and in Dan. But the blessing of the Lord has not rested upon it. What churches there are in our day that try to keep their people, especially the youth, entertainment, recreation, the list is long. But when those things take place in the church, then the people come to the conclusion we can find that in the world. Oh, let us always remember the Lord honors his words and where the truth may be preached, where it may be declared, how poor, needy, wretched sinners may be saved through that precious Jesus that shed blood. The Lord has promised to bless his word. And then there shall yet be a people also among the children and youth that shall place themselves under that old truth where the old ways are declared, can understand was a great danger for Zebulun and Naphtali when they dwelt such a distance in the north of the land. Also read that Solomon has given 20 cities to Hiram, the building of the temple. They were later returned. And the Lord has come with judgments also upon Zebulun, Naphtali, Benedad, the king of Assyria. They have afflicted them. And in the year 722, before the birth of Christ, then the king of Assyria has carried the ten tribes into captivity. The poor were left, but the Lord has sent lions among them. And then the king of Assyria was given to see that the Lord was speaking. Thus he has sent a few priests to instruct that people. And then we read of that people was a people that feared the Lord and also served their idols. And concerning their religion was not poor, was not pure, was a combination of different religions. The Galilee of the north was despised. Nathaniel has even said, can any good come out of Nazareth? And that is now the place where Christ went. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, 
which is upon the seacoast and the borders of Zebulun and Naphtalim, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, The land of Zebulun and the land of Nephilim, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee, of the Gentiles. We do not read in our text words that from that place that they have sent messengers to Jesus asking him to come. I even read in Psalm 14, the verses 2 and 3, that the Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men if there were any that sought the Lord. And then in verse 3, there were none. All went astray. Our deep fallen Adam is great, but now the wonder that the Lord Jesus Christ, we read it in Luke 19, verse 10, that he has come to seek and to save those that are lost. And then that northern Galilee that is described thus, the people which sat in darkness by nature. We live in Egyptian darkness. We do not understand the things of the Lord. We do not believe it. And that darkness in Scripture that implies many different matters, ignorance, error, unbelief, discouragement, despair, delusion. We do not see the colors are right. Fear and hopelessness. And it can also refer to those mysterious providential leadings. And then we also read of the shadow of death. The shadow implies that the matter is present, but it is not the matter. Then it speaks of fears, hopelessness, to be helpless. That is how that people is described. And now the greatest darkness is that we realize it not. That is the condition of lost sinners. Oh, how needful. The prayer of Elisha was concerning another matter, but he has prayed concerning his servant on the oath and Lord. Open his eyes that he may see, Lord, may it please thee in this evening hour to open the eyes of the blind, boys and girls, young people and older ones, to see their lost and wretched condition, that they may begin to beg for light, Concerning that darkness, we have sung together out of Psalm 88 of the psalmist, because when the Lord works by His Spirit, 
than they are given to experience that darkness, the way of grace. People, we can have sat under the truth from our youth. And when the Lord works and He opens our eyes, then we need to be led step by step, guided by the Holy Word of God. And then what darkness there can come upon such souls. Watch what mysterious ways in the way of grace, hoping to become holier, better, satisfy the Lord, and then to come to the Lord to be saved and to call it grace, but it is nothing but a broken covenant of works. Ah, that people, they need to be brought to the light providentially. What an examples we have in the Scripture and people there are lessons that are learned can also be special lessons that are learned by the Lord's goodness. Think of Peter in Luke 5, verse 8, when they have let down those nets and they were full of fishes. And then we read those remarkable words, and when Peter saw it, what a blessing when the Lord grants those its, and that we may become so small and so unworthy, and that we are given to fall at the feet of the Master, depart from me, so unworthy and so unhumbled. But on the other hand, the Lord teaches his people lessons in the way of adversity and trials, we read there of in Romans 5, the verses 3 through 5. For we glory in tribulation, knowing that tribulation worketh experience, and experience patience, and patience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because of the love of God that is shed abroad in the heart. Ah, when we consider the mysterious providence providences. Think of Joseph. Two beautiful dreams. And then in prison. Oh, it is true. Maybe brothers can understand it. Joseph, he could interpret the dreams of the baker and the butler but with his own dreams. It is true we read that the Lord showed mercy and the Lord shall remember his children. But what mysterious ways David with the oil anointing, oil upon his head. Ah, for the disciples of Christ and then their master crucified. What does that church now need? That church needs light. And that is our third thought that is declared in our text words because we read in verse 16, the people which sat, that is different than walking in darkness, when we are walking in darkness, we are still making a little progress. But to sit, that is discouragement. Then we do not know the way, but now we read, oh, that precious Jesus. Then we read, the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. That has already been prophesied. Oh, that Simeon, 
when he may hold that precious child, the Christ child. Then he was given to speak in a song, a light to lighten the Gentiles. And before that, already that old Zacharias in a song, in Luke 1, verse 79, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Do we not read in Malachi 4, verse 2, Unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise. Thus Christ Jesus in John 8, verse 12, He is called the light of the world. And then by His Spirit, through word and spirit, He is given to instruct His church. When the light may arise in the darkness, then they are given to see their sins, experience and see things which they have not seen before. And then with the further leadings, then the light shines more and more in their heart that they do not only do sin, but that they are nothing but sin. With their actual sins, then there is still a hope in the soul that they may improve somewhat and satisfy the Lord. We say it humanly speaking, to make the Lord happy, although that hope becomes smaller and smaller. This vow broken, fall into that temptation. Their religious duties are all polluted with sin. Then when the light shines in that darkness, then that light reveals no fruit from this tree forevermore. And then when the light of the gospel may shine, when that precious Jesus may be revealed, the bride has said in the Song of Solomon 5 verse 10 that he is white and ruddy, the chiefest among ten thousands. One day may be given to behold that Father's business, that he has not only merited salvation, but that he applies it, and he grants that true saving faith to his child to embrace the same being justified by faith. We have peace with God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. And further, oh, in the way of providence, maybe there are a few souls where the way is so mysterious. Christ has said in John 13, verse 7, what he doeth now, thou knoweth not but thou shalt know hereafter when a little light may fall on the scriptures. Romans 8, verse 28, for we know that all things work together for good to them that love him, that are called according to his purpose. How can it now be congregation that for a people that sin in darkness, all their own fault, original and actual sin, shall the Lord then overlook his justice and grant mercy? Can and shall never be, Lord, as a people who loves all the attributes of God.
as only possible, wish ye not that I must be in my father's business. And now that father's business, so profound, unfathomable, that he was willing to take all the sins of his people upon him. And to that end, Christ has hung on that cursed cross for three hours when the sun is not shone. He has cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And in that way, he is merited that of people that sat in darkness in the shadow of death, that they may be brought to that glorious light of the gospel. All we read, his name is called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, young and old. How is it with us? There are two ways, two destinations, and two peoples. Do we belong to the Lord? Ah, oh, let me ask a simple question that our boys and girls can even examine their heart. Do you love the Lord? Do you love his word, his day, his house, his people, his institutions. That makes the separation. Convictions are not enough. Murray McChain has written in a certain sermon in his day that he believed that for a people that were brought up under the truth, that all of them would have had certain convictions. I hope, boys and girls, do you still have convictions? Do you sometime at night lie awake and think about God and about your soul, or maybe older ones. Maybe when you think back, when you were young, that you remember times, sermons, that you could not even sleep. And now, gone, cold, hard, that you have to say, I must be a Nazareth, poor, unhappy Nazareth, but oh, congregation. Then at the end of this chapter, we shall close. And then we read, and Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sicknesses and all manner of disease among the people. All my unconverted fellow travelers, no impossible cases, no sinner too old, no sinner too bold, and no sinner too vile. But he read that the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ cleanses from all sins, but it needs to be applied, people of God. How is it with that close, that tender, dependent life? Ah, oh, blessed that people may have that close life with the shepherd to experience that communion. Ah, oh, the church, 
learns more and more that it is free and sovereign grace. The wonder only becomes greater. And now for the true people of God, the Lord shall never forsake them. It cannot and it shall not be. Nevertheless, in these dark, serious, and solemn times, how fitting the prayer of those travelers to Emmaus in Luke 24, verse 29. Then we read, but they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. Amen. <clears throat>